Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, October 28th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, uh, happy Monday. I am Hi, sitting yeah. here watching the game, uh, what is this, game five of the World Series. I'm sure you are boycotting since the Yankees did not make it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all all against it. Baseball stops as soon as the Yankees are done. So I miss baseball. I can't wait till next season. <laughs> if I did that with the Reds, I would you be would done in like see. mid-May. <laughs> That's very generous. I mean, they're not... They, they have times when they're not terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's like, been a while. It, it's like been a while. The but... first week of the season. All right, moving on. So... <laughs> If you want to help ease the pain of my Kinkanati Reds uh, being terrible at Donate baseball lately. Donate to the Reds. Yeah. Or, or to our Patreon at yeah. patreon.com slash broadwayradio. <laughs> uh, of course, you get all of our episodes as soon as they are released that way. If you don't, you have to wait for them on the regular podcast feed. So get on the early train because at some point we'll, we'll start getting some uh, really exciting news. I've heard some rumblings of that... Uh, Regents Park Outdoor Theater production of Evita that ran. It is going back to London. uh, It's not going to the West End. It's going to the Barbican where Les Miserables uh, originated. But I'm hearing some rumblings of it coming stateside. Not necessarily the Broadway. But um, just keep some ears on that. I don't have a lot of details. But if you... uh, TBD. TBD. If you are a patron... You will get that information before anybody else. But all right, real quick before we get into the show proper, uh, I wanted to mention the fact that on Sunday's episode of This Week on Broadway, James, Peter, and Michael talked about a whole host of things, including Roundabout Theater Company, Scotland, PA, The Rose Tattoo, also from Roundabout, Bella Bella from MTC, Little Shop of Horrors off Broadway, The Sound Inside, which is in a Roundabout house, but is actually a co- a, uh, a, a co-production with Lincoln Center as well as Forbidden Broadway. Percy Jackson musical, The Lightning Thief, and much, much more. So make sure that you listen to all of that and get all of those reviews, especially as you are planning your trips to New York during this holiday season. But actually, let's get into the news. And we didn't spend a lot of time on this last week, but on Sunday, Beautiful ended its six-year run on Broadway as it closed out at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. It surpassed it surpassed the original production of Annie in the 1998 revival of Cabaret to become the 27th longest-running musical uh, in Broadway history earlier this year. It is also currently the second-longest-running bio musical. In total, it played 2,468 performances. That includes 60 previews? Really? Wow. Be- beautiful needed 60 previews? I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't either. But, I mean, it was back in 2014. Yeah. Um, but it will close down now, and obviously we know that um, Slava's Snow Show is going to be entering the hallowed halls of Stephen Sondheim Theater. Uh, and then we will be getting Mrs. Doubtfire yes. Das Musical in yes. the uh, in the, the the spring months, beginning previews in March and opening in April. Um, I've talked about the show. I think the show is a ton of fun. I saw it a, yes, two agreed. summers ago with uh, Melissa Benoist as uh, as Carol King. And um, God, I saw I, it so long ago. I saw yeah, it in the original cast. I saw the tour with Abby Mueller. Yeah, um, uh, it's. Uh, I really, really enjoy the show. It's I not obviously it. groundbreaking theater, but it's a fun show. It held up really well, and uh, congratulations to everybody absolutely who uh, has been a part of that show on Broadway on tour and 
wherever else around the world that it's played. I have a feeling this is one we will see in regional theaters quite quickly oh, now that it is closed sure. on Broadway. Yeah, this is definitely one of those shows. I mean, this I would say this is a show that opened up a lot of doors for biomusicals now. And of course, we have a lot coming and a lot that have happened. But I think, especially I mean, with Tina and even the Cher show, they've gotten a little bit smarter for the most case. And I think Beautiful kind of helped that a bit. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely a show that's going to do amazing, amazingly regionally. So I yeah. will be excited to see it in any incarnation. Yeah, I mean, between this and Jersey Boys, these are the creme de la creme of yeah. the new generation of bio musicals. Because really, previous to that, we had things that were more reviews than yes, bio musicals. Exactly. So they did definitely not reinvent a form because these things that have been happening for a long time but they really no. brought it in to an age where they were able to kind of blend smart storytelling yes, which exactly. i think jersey boys and beautiful does some of the other ones maybe not as much, not so much um, yeah. with but with really catchy songs and phenomenal talent i think that's the thing that has made the bio musicals that have succeeded is the original right. cast being phenomenal and there is no doubt that Jesse Mueller, who has become an unmitigated star For because sure. of this show. And she had done On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, yeah. which closed, I think, in a blink of an eye. Probably in fewer mm. performances than Beautiful had in previews. But <laughs> there were raves about her performance in kind of a weird, truncated part sure. uh, opposite Harry Connick Jr. But um, this is really the thing that launched her. And if you can get a good cast to open up a bio musical like I think they have with You're Tina, I set. think it'll be yeah, very exactly. good. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to those folk. With that show closing, let's move on to this week's theatrical schedule. We are going to begin tonight with opening night for the off-Broadway premiere of Teresa Rebeck's new comedy, I'm assuming, because that's what Teresa Rebeck does, yes. uh, called <laughs> Seared Opening at MCC, directed by Tony nominee and my favorite name in theater, Moritz <laughs> von Stupnagel. Uh, it is currently running through December 1st, and the cast in this is uh, phenomenal. They are it sold is led. out. Yeah, there are very few shows in the run so far that don't have any that are limited availability or sold out. Which, yeah, d- congratulations to them. When they announced the extension, who has two thumbs and jumped on tickets right away? <laughs> this guy. Um, but the who cast has, is who has two thumbs and is hopefully getting her press tickets next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the cast is led by Raul Esparza, Krista Rodriguez, W. Trey Davis, and David Mason. Um, it's, I've heard great things about this. Yeah. They, Raul Esparza is actually cooking food on stage because he plays a, a gourmet chef. And I've got very close tickets in the second or third row. Um, so apparently I'm going to be smelling them as actually knows my, my palate is, uh, (laughs) fairly limited, but I'm sure it will be wonderful, but I'm very, very much looking forward to this. Again, it plays through December 1st after some extensions and, and I just might, I mean, I, I would not be surprised with a cast like this. Granted, Raul and Krista both have a ton of TV and film things going on, but if the reviews tonight are as good as the word of mouth that I've heard. Mm-hmm. This might have some more life somewhere else. I, I, I've heard rumblings, not huge things, but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. 
All right, moving on to tomorrow night, we have three different shows uh, that are beginning previews. The first one is A Bright Room Called Day, which is happening at the Ansbacher Theater over at The Public. It was written by Tony Kushner. This is a revival, and it is directed by the great Oscar Eustace. It is currently running through December 15th. It has a really fantastic fantastic cast as well and I'm, I'm shocked we haven't talked about this one nearly as much but the cast includes linda amond michael esper grace gummer nikki m james mark margolis estelle parsons michael yuri and more uh, i cast. mean this is a a smorgasbord of phenomenal talent mm-hmm. so uh get get that one it's a it's a long one as tony kushner's plays often are um but it reunites you know kushner with oscar eustace uh, yep. who have done a lot of great things together over the years so very much looking forward to hearing all about this one then we're going to take a trip across the pond and dear Evan hansen begins performances in the west end at the noel coward theater um it's really interesting to hear how the brits take to this one ashley because i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of really really good stuff in this show but i find it very manipulative and uh i have issues with the central character i mean i still i've seen it twice on broadway and on tour and every time that uh connor's dad finally breaks down and Mm -hmm. you will be found i just lose it but that's why he breaks down is because they Mm -hmm. want you to lose it um and obviously i i think we've talked about in the past my issues with dear hansen and how i actually think they translate in in a lot of similar ways to the lead character Michael in Tootsie. I think that there's a lot of uh, sure. uh, comparisons between them. But I'll be interested to see if the Brits take to this. It's hard to argue that uh, the show does not have tons of fans around the world, and I'm a Pasek and Paul right. fan, even if this isn't my favorite of their scores, or even in my top two or three of their, fav- of, of their scores. But um, I'll be interested to see how this translates to a British audience. All right, and then we have another show beginning previews on Tuesday night, and this was on... On that day in Amsterdam, it is coming from primary stages, but it will actually take place at the Cherry Lane Theater. It is by Clarence Koo and directed by Kareem Fami, uh, Famai and, uh, and with an associate director of Ted Snowden. The show is set to run through December 18th. It actually is the first show of primary stages 35th anniversary season. Since this one we haven't talked about before. Just just want to read through this a little bit. In a time when your fate is determined by your passport, Ku's deeply arresting play captures a transient ma- moment of magic. The morning after a one-night stand, a refugee from the Middle East wakes up next to an American backpacker who is himself the son of immigrants. The, with only a day until the two young men must each leave Amsterdam, they set off on a romantic journey through the city. I'm sure that there is a ton of other things that happen in this, but that sounds lovely. That sounds very yeah. nice. Alright, so we're going to take a jump four or five days into the future as on Saturday night, which is a little unusual, we will see the first preview again back in London of And Juliet. This is a musical we've talked briefly about before it had had some uh, some out of town ish kind of uh, productions, but this is a story that features music like pop anthems like "Baby One More Time," "Everybody" by the uh, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> "Love Me Like You Do," "Can't Feel My Face." I mean, it puts a new spin on the Romeo and Juliet uh, story. Uh, it is currently. Um, you know, set to run in London. It got great reviews and a lot of really interesting um, notices when it was, uh, you know, kind of making the rounds 
on the you know, circuit that there, but it is going to be playing at the Shaftesbury Theater. So I'll be interested to see what happens with that one. Then let's move to Sunday when we have one uh, show beginning previews and one show closing. The show beginning previews is on Broadway. It is Jagged Little Pill. It is inspired by the groundbreaking album by Alanis Morissette of the same name. Features a book by Diablo Cody and is directed by Diane Paulus and has another really interesting cast. What I think about what's interesting about this is, is that I think we, as we've talked about before, Adina Menzel did all of the workshops with this. And for obvious reasons, or maybe not obvious reasons, but for whatever her reasons are, she's a very busy woman. She's not doing this. But they didn't stunt cast this at all, which I thought they might, because I think this is a little harder sell than a bio musical. Like if they had done a a Alanis Morissette musical and about her life and... They somehow got uh, Dave Coulier mentioned in there. That would still be hard, I think. Yeah, but they didn't (laughs) cast it with any stars, but there are some really, really interesting talents. Obviously, Elizabeth Stanley is at uh, the lead of the show, but it also features Lauren Patton, Mm -hmm. Catherine Gallagher, uh, LaShanza's daughter, Celia Rose Gooding, Derek Mm -hmm. Klenna, and more. Um, really, I'm going to be seeing this on uh, on my trip. Actually, it's the last oh, show I'm going to see. So yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how this one does and what it's like. I heard some good things and some not so good things from yeah, the ART right. uh, run last year, but it is currently playing at the Broadhurst Theater. Obviously, an open ended run. So looking forward to learn all about this one. And then finally. On Sunday, the final performance of Panama Hattie the, from the York Theater Company's Musicals in Mufti series will take place. So some interesting stuff, actually, not as jam-packed as we have been in no. recent weeks, but nonetheless, I mean, some really interesting things. I, that's probably a good thing. I, mean, I think we all need a little bit of rest. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't imagine being there, but I'm excited for my trip to see some of these things. But It's going to be a fun trip. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I've got a few more slots to fill in, but it's very hard because there's so many things I want to see <laughs> and so little time. But we're going to talk about one of those things that just screwed me up on my schedule, but we'll get to that uh, here in a second. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, Ashley, let's talk about some show and casting news. I asked for it when we went through the reviews last week, but mm-hmm. only half of my wishes were granted as the Vineyard oh. Theater is extending Tina Sater's docudrama, Is This a Room, for two more weeks. It will be running while I'm in town, but... All of the added performances are when I have other shows already no. planned. Why? What's wrong with a good, sensible 4.30 curtain? <laughs> Seriously, people. I know. We talked uh, about this. Please give give the people and the people being Matt me, what he me. wants. I'm the people. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it will now play through November 24th. Ashley, you saw this over the weekend, did. right? What, did, what yes, did you think? Yes, the train did not kill me this time. Amazing. It is easily the most anxious I've ever been <laughs> a show, and that does not sound like a praise, <laughs> but it's it's meant to inspire anxiety, and it yeah. did exactly what it was supposed to do. I thought it was amazing. It's a very tight 70 minutes, as we talked about last week. It follows the transcripts to a T, so it includes all the crutch words and the stutters and everything. And especially Emily Davis was just phenomenal. So now that there's an extension, I think everyone should go see it. And of course, it's very timely right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. what better sh- show to escape reality? <laughs> yeah, what what better way to escape the ridiculous reality of whistleblowers in our government yeah, by than by seeing a, a literal <laughs> translation of transcripts of yeah, a whistleblower in our but government? But it's amazing. But- 
Very glad to hear it. All right, next up, the Broadway production of Freestyle Love Supreme is modifying its schedule as of last week. Much to my chagrin, yeah. they are adding four Wednesday night performances, a day that had previously been dark for them. That's great, of course. Happy that you know there'll be another day for people to see the show. But it comes at the expense of four Monday night at 10 p.m. shows, including the one that I was going to see while I'm in town. Don't worry. I was able to fit in a Saturday night at 10 p.m. show, but it's going to be quite perilous getting to the booth on time to put my phone in their little yonder patch, oh, yeah, uh, pouch to, uh, to watch the show, but <laughs> it's so I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be booking where, it. Where are you coming from? I'm coming from the wrong man at MCC. Oh, so there's time. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a 90 minute show. So I've got time. Yeah. Uh, but getting there, getting out, who knows how long, um, you know, if it runs a little late and then I got to get over to the booth and then Shucks. put the thing in the pouch. I'm a little worried. I, I don't like to cut it that close, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, but finally, in this section, Ashley, on Friday, the Public Theater announced that they would be extending Intazaki Shange's for colored girls, colored girls who have considered suicide when rainbows is enough through December 8th. Uh, are you scheduled to see that one anytime soon? Um, I think I put in a press request on Thursday and have to file up with it today. So hopefully very, awesome. very soon. Awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. All right. So I'm going to finish the show with some recommendations and other newsy type things. First up, Broadway HD announced the uh, complete list of shows that they will be premiering on their streaming service in the month of November. The first one is very interesting. It is Julius Caesar, directed by Phyllida Lloyd, but it is part of the Donmar Warehouse's all-female Shakespeare trilogy. It features Dame Harriet Walter, uh, Jackie Clune, and Jade Onuka. I'm mm. interested in that. <laughs> then, yeah. on the 14th, that's coming on November 7th. On November 14th, we are getting... The Nonsense Anthology series, which features not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven nonsense films, many of them starring Rue McClanahan. Uh, some with uh, with uh, Vicky Lawrence, mm. uh, Georgia Engel, John Ritter, Bambi Fun. Jones. Yeah, like a really interesting group of of people to be in these films of these shows, uh, which have done very very well over over the decades uh, around the world. But then on November twenty first, we are getting the video of the uh, of the Sondheim review putting it together which Yay. features Carol Burnett. Very excited about that one. Then on November 26th, we are getting the BBC adaptation of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Then on November, also on November 26th, we are getting the Nutcracker Ballet from the uh, from the Royal Ballet. Oh, nice. Also on the 26th, we are getting a, uh, a production of Alan Ackborn's Absurd Person Singular featuring Michael Gambon and Maureen Lipman. Nice. Also on the 26th, we are getting a show that I think might have been on their service at one point before, or at least it was a Fathom event kind of thing. The Mashuga Nutcracker. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. there you go. All right, good times. Uh, then James sent over a an interview from The Guardian with Mandy Patinkin. Uh, lo- we love all things Mandy Patinkin here. Um, and Damn the headline right. is, I wish I'd pursued more friendships. I'm running out of time. That's yeah. very sad. A, uh, a, quite a buzzkill. <laughs> I read through it uh, right before recording, and, you know, I don't know He's going to live forever. I don't care. He, he better. Damn right. Better at least I don't outlive. I live in a world that Mandy Patinkin's not in. Better at least outlive me. 
Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, and finally, <laughs> Ashley, I can't remember if we referenced this on the show or not, but uh, there had been some some interesting stuff going on with this thing. We finally saw the video come out of it, and it was a kind of a little back and forth battle of skills between Darren Brown of Darren Brown oh, colon yeah. the secret and yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda and freestyle love Supreme. Um, Darren Brown did a, uh, a demonstration of, of a trick for Lynn and freestyle love Supreme. And then in return, freestyle love Supreme and Lynn did an improv hip hop uh, song to commemorate the very scary events of the trick. So check oh, that God. out. Lots of fun, um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking. For, I'm seeing. Obviously, I said freestyle left stream. Also, I'm also seeing Darren Brown when I'm in town. So, um, very excited to uh, see those. And do you think Lin Man will be there when you see it? Which one, to, uh, Darren Brown or freestyle? <laughs> uh, I'm seeing it on a Saturday <laughs> night at 10 p.m. I he seems like he might be a little too busy for the 10 p.m. shows. He might mm. need to be at home to get yeah, up early true. with the kids the next day. Um, I'd take Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady supposedly Ooh, drops in fun. occasionally. I like, yeah. I lo- love me some Wayne Brady. Obviously, Chris Jackson, um, uh, uh, James Monroe, Iglehart, my former Tommy Moore uh, guest. Uh, those guys are all popping in uh, randomly as well. So Lynn uh, will but- be at Secret to uh, you know spawn his next trillion dollar show. That'll be <laughs> yeah. that'll be the big trick. Yeah, he's gonna write a new show about. You know, Barn or uh, uh, Houdini or whoever, and uh, get, like get some magic trips. But all right, that is all we have on today's show. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, you can find both of us and all of the Motley crew that is Broadway Radio over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. 